0: Hey there, CEOs, it's Brandy, and I have just a quick note for newer listeners. This show used to be called the She Who Dares podcast, but on May 5th, 2022, we changed the name to the Wedding Pro CEO podcast to better reflect my mission, to help wedding industry entrepreneurs scale a profitable business they love. The content is the same, just a more descriptive title. Enjoy the show. You're listening to episode number 81 of the She Who Dares podcast. Welcome to the She Who Dares podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Gar. I'm a small business entrepreneur with almost 20 years of experience in the event industry, and I've spent the last decade creating multiple thriving businesses, growing a dedicated team, and teaching others to do the same. Each week, I'll share an inspiring conversation or message to encourage you to follow your dreams to start or scale your business. Thanks for hanging out with me this week. Let's jump into the episode. You guys, you guys, you guys, oh my gosh, today is gonna be such a treat. My guest today is the self proclaimed queen of pink, Mrs. Cece Todd herself. Cece is an award winning and renowned floral designer. And I actually met her on Clubhouse back in December. And I had met her husband, GT, prior to that in a mastermind that we're together in. And so when I met Cece on Clubhouse, I said, Oh, you're GT's wife. And she said, I don't think anyone has ever said that to me in my entire life because he is so quiet and calm and she is just a one-woman party in a box. And I absolutely adore her. She's become one of my closest industry friends and I had to have her on the podcast. Cece has her own membership called CC School Online, where she teaches up and coming wedding professionals how to grow their businesses. She has such a passion for this and she hosts multiple hands-on workshops every single year. She's an award-winning floral designer. She is never known to be without a flower in her hair. She loves live video and she has an incredibly over the top personality, but all in the best ways. Today, we're talking about the top five mistakes that creatives make and how to avoid them. And you're gonna wanna make sure that you listen closely to each of these things and see how you can implement these changes into your business. And she is going to push you all the way there. So you guys, I am so excited for you to hear from my friend, Cece Todd. Here we go. Oh my gosh, Cece, I am so excited that you are finally on my podcast today. I think this is gonna be a blast. So thanks for coming. I'm
1: so excited. I am too. I'm super (laughs) pumped. Just like it's been a long time coming.
0: It really has. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I obviously read your bio at the top of the show, you know, the, the standard that we, everybody does, but I would love it if you would kind of tell us a little bit more about who you are as CC from CC designs.
1: Well, I am the I like to say the founder and the head imagineer of CC Designs because it takes a lot of imagination to run this company. Also good phrases, one woman party in a box, all out, just golf ball in a tile bathroom, you know, just <laughs> ding, 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 ding. But also just, I love doing weddings, special events. I am a floral and an event designer for high-end and a luxury weddings. But I like to say that's my day job. So my other job is I am a speaker and an educator, which I mean, hello. I love to talk more than anything else. So <laughs> that worked out well for me. Um, I've been on stages like Wedding MBA, uh, Style Shoots Across America. This year I'll be at Cater Source and special event. Um, I am loving all clubhouse, all the things there. And I have a school, an online school, monthly membership school that I teach in called CC School over on Facebook. And then I have a live group that is free called Live with CC. So, I mean, I just need a few more hours in the day, but. Right? Yep. That's a little <laughs> bit about me. You
0: were a... Busy, busy girls. So I want to talk a little bit about CC Designs and how you created it. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about like what made you even think of creating CC Designs and then how it became really known to be such a luxury brand? Well,
1: the, the way it came about was a complete accident and a total just God thing. I, I tell people all the time, this was not my chosen career path. I was a singer. I had a recording contract. I had moved to Nashville, was recording, trying to put out my first EP, and I went through a divorce. A really, really, really bad divorce after 11 years, and my life completely fell apart. And when that happened, I, this is not in my personality. So it's just so odd, but I just quit. Like, I was just like, I can't do it anymore. I don't like, I I just couldn't focus on anything, um, much less that. So I just walked away. I just completely walked away from it and came back and just tried the best I could to put my life together, met the amazing GT. (laughs) And then we got married, had my beautiful baby girl. But what had always kind of happened in and out, but you know, if anybody's a musician or in the music world, you know that we always just have all these side jobs to pay for our our music career. So, uh, ever since I had gotten married the first time, I had just been so intrigued with flowers. My grandmother was a floral designer, my mom was just an everything designer. And I went to the guy that, did the flowers for my wedding. And I said, I want to learn this, teach it to me. He was like, no, nah, I got time. And I literally just whittled him down until eventually he said yes. So I worked in a flower <laughs> shop on and off for like five years was the buyer, the manager. And then I morphed into just kind of doing the weddings for them. And then I went into what I thought was another career I would really like, which is pharmaceutical and medical sales. But still, every now and then when I needed like extra money, I I could just pop into a flower shop, do Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. When my life started to get back on track again from the divorce and I was pregnant with Bella and about to give birth, my mom was like, you know, it would be such a great idea, which is just to do flowers. And I was like, no, I don't. I don't want to own a flower shop and be a, you know, chained to it like every Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. No, I'm not going to do that. And she was like, we can just do weddings. And I was like, mom, that's not a thing. Because you got to remember, this was like seven years ago. And Mm -hmm. as weird as that seems, that was, you know, people just went and got their flowers from florists. So I was like, that's just not a thing. And she was like, well, we'll just make it a thing. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever, mom. She was like, you can spend more time with Bella. We'll just do it on the weekends. I'm like, "Yes, why not? People should not make major business decisions when they're filled with baby hormones. <laughs> so three months into Bella being born, we I did my very first wedding as CC Designs. Uh, but at that point, I'd had years in the business. But it was my very first wedding, about a year and a half in. I realized that this was for real and not for play. My mom said, I am too old for this. I did not sign up for world domination. And clearly that's what you have on your books. I'm out. And so that's kind of really the like, beginning part of how CC Designs
0: got rolling. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I've heard bits of that story before, but I actually didn't kind of know that entire story. So I love it. And I think that's so intriguing. So you said you had your first client when Bella was three months old. How'd you get your first client?
1: Well, one of the things you got to know about my mama is, I mean, <laughs> it's as aggravating as ho- H-E double hockey sticks as that woman is, she, you know, the same things that drive her, are the same things that drive you crazy. But I mean, my mom would just be like, hey, You get married? Hey, you get married? Hey, are you getting married? Oh, you know somebody's getting married? Oh, hey, are they getting married? You know, she would just literally, I mean, ask every human that ever walked by, and she'd be like, Oh, they're getting I mean, she had no shame, you know? Like she would just go, Oh, y'all gotta come see us. And I'm like, Oh, we don't even have a business license yet. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that's just how it was. So she was just like, I got our first wedding, and I was like, Oh my God. And so, like, that's it was a family friend's daughter that was getting married and she was just like, yeah, we're starting our own business and we've got everything we need and like, we're ready to do it. And I was like, we have nothing we need and we are not ready to do it, but we did it. So, but you did it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just, what's so amazing is how I say it's such a God thing is that I said this yesterday on a different podcast. Now I don't love it as much as you. So, so, you know, <laughs> dang I'm totally it, so, <laughs> But I did say this that it is so amazing when you step into something that God has lined up for you. It's almost mm-hmm. like a latch clicking or mm-hmm. you know that last piece of a puzzle click. It's 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 a resonating thud in a good way that you can feel. And so, you know, I had lost every job I ever had. I'd been fired or quit from every job I ever had because I my heart wasn't in anything but singing. I mean, in my resume, read like a best selling novel. I mean, it was, or the phone book, whichever one you want to choose. When I got that first wedding and it started rolling, we had twenty five weddings my first year, and I don't what? know how we had them. I, I don't. I are I, honest to God do not know how we got 25 weddings the first year. I think just between me and my mom just hitting the pavement and banging the doors. I mean, I also just give that all to God because it was just, Mm -hmm. I mean, from the moment I was in it, I was like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. And they just naturally started falling into place. And I mean, to date, this CC Designs is in their seventh year. I've never had a job that long. (laughs)
0: That is amazing. And so you just knew that it was the right thing. And actually, that was my follow up question was what made you kind of make that switch where you and your mom almost switched places where she was like, yeah, I'm not in this for world domination. And you went from like, Mom, we don't even have a business license to "Oh, I'm about to take over the world. Like, what do you think made that switch for you?
1: I mean, I think the part of it is when I do something good, I don't want to be good at it. I want to be the best at it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why my mom had temporarily forgotten that, that she thought that I would just step <laughs> into something. And, and, you know, my mom always has like these harebrained ideas that she's like, let's do this. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I just kind of go with her and then it falls apart. But like mm-hmm. this, I was like, okay. So I think in the beginning, I was just like, sure, mom, sure, we'll do flowers for, you know, I was just kind of pacifying her. But then, as soon as I got in and really started to do it, and enjoyed how much—I mean, really—it started enjoying what it was, and then started seeing what it could be, and then like that switch happened to where, oh, like I'm not playing anymore. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. I mean, I remember having, and I think probably the biggest thing for me was I so, so, so had a pretty woman moment. Like I tell it all the time <laughs> in my career. I mean. It, when I'm talking about it is that I remember when I first started, I mean, I went and had my like mom and pop logo that I made up with my janky pictures, but man, I've been doing that for like already 12 years. I've been in the floral design business. So, you know, I I knew how to do it. I knew what I was doing. I was like, I got this. Why wouldn't anybody hire me? So like, we always tell people not to do, I was like, well, who are all the fancy pants people in Birmingham? And I was like, I'm Mm going to go and be like, well, hello, I am Cece, Clearly. You should love me and I will be your new favorite floral designer And I remember going into this place that one of the h- highest end wedding planner and photographers had kind of created a collective that they were in and they had just opened up and I had been emailing them and messaging messaging them on Facebook, but they would not they had never respond responded and so I remember driving by one day and seeing them in there still getting set up because they weren't officially open yet. Mm -hmm. And I had Bella in the car with me. So I mean, I'm toting, you know, a three (laughs) or four or five month old, you know, still in her carrier. So I'm like, oh, why not? Just like my mom. Let me just get out, introduce myself. You know, I get God knows what I look like. I have Bella on my <laughs> arm. You know what I'm saying? I walk in. I'm like, hey. They're like, hey, we're not open. I'm like, oh no, big deal. I'm like, I'm Cece. I've been messaging you. Oh, I'm so sorry. We must have not have seen that. I'm like, yeah, I'm a new full sign. Here's my card. That oh god, I, I mean, now I look back in a cringe. <laughs> and in that moment, I just saw her look me up one side mm-hmm. and down the other, and look at Bella, and just kind of like take the card out of my hand and it heard being like, Oh, that's nice. Sure. <laughs> we'll contact you. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. And so I like turned around and walked out. I was like, Mm-mm. I mean like, I, like I could just tell that I was not their cup of tea. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was not mm-hmm. as, as bougie as I needed to be. <sighs> and you fast forward about two and a half years later you know the short end of the story is they're just knocking I on my it. door, like, Can we work together? Oh my god! And I totally was like, Oh, who are you again? Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so, I'm so busy. I love that, yeah. <laughs> but then I, you know, you know what i working together, so I was like, Eventually, just let it go, but
0: well, and of course, you do because you're like, I don't want to be that person, but you will never forget that moment, no. right? As uh, Forever. And I, f- I know for a fact I had those moments too when I first came in. And when there's new people coming into my industry or here to my local market, I'm always I, – I mean, I, I pray that I am as welcoming as I possibly can be. And I always think back to those first moments for me when I was like, I know. I know that I will be one of you. I know mm-hmm. I will because you have the grit and the determination. But – you know, everyone has a starting place, and so I want to be one of those people where you look back and you're like, "Oh my gosh, Brandy gave me a hand up, or she was so kind, or she was so welcoming when I came yep. into the industry." Not the other way around, because I definitely got it too. Where people would just kind of be like, "Here's another wedding planner," mm-hmm. you know, like so oh, annoying. I get it? <sighs> yeah. Yes, and it's like mm-mm. I, I still to this day remember who those people are, and. Especially when they come and say like, hey, I'd love to work together, would love to be on your vendor list. And of course, I'm humble about it. But I'm just like, you were singing a different tune five years ago, you know. Uh And that's one of my favorite Uh things to say, because
1: same thing, people ask me all the time, not really ask me all the time. But I remember back at that point when some people that weren't so very nice to me all of a sudden started being really nice to me. And I remember, I can't remember if it was my mom or my husband and they were like, why are they being so nice now? I was yes. like, because they have figured that I am not going away. And I think that there's power in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, crap. Yes. She's- like the one thing I was going to do was I was going to stick it out, you know. Like yep. I'm not going away, so you better get used to me, you know, mm-hmm. or just pretend that I don't. Ex- whatever you want to choose to do, but I'm here to stay. And I think that that kind of changed a, a few people's views on, like, well, I guess we better be happy.
0: Yes, and if you're listening to this and you are newer to the market, one of the things I love to do is just kind of say, like, here's a golden nugget for you. And Cece could have been totally deflated by that moment. And I'm sure there was part of you that was like, you know, that Mm -hmm. sucked, you know, and you feel like, am I an imposter? Like, what am I doing? Can I really do this? Because that's just human. But you, you get to decide what to do at that moment. You get to decide, is this going to define me? Is this going to make me better? Am I going to prove them wrong? Or am I going to go hide in a corner and be like, Oh, all the mean girls are over there. And so I don't really want to play with them. So I'm just not gonna, you know, I'm just not going to play at all. And I think that that's a really defining moment for every entrepreneur. There's always going to be someone, whether it's another vendor, a family member that maybe just says something that can deflate you, that kind of puts you in this seat where you're like, can I really do this? Mm -hmm. But then you decide I can, and I'm going to, and I'm going to let them watch, which is so cool. I love that.
1: And I, and I love that how you just said that as a golden nugget. And that's a huge takeaway because not to get like super deep, but I am a very religious person. And so my dad was a preacher. Like I grew up in the church. I know we know each other outside this world. You're like, CC. you cost Mm a lot. I still love Jesus. (laughs) And I just cuss a little, okay? they they, they ain't no condemnation there. I do not judge, Cece. I know you don't. I know you don't. (laughs) But one of the things that, like, in that mindset of what you just told everybody, I want people to think about that. I learned probably early into my singing career, and it taught me all through my life, when everything is going wrong, okay everything is going wrong i have found solace in that you know why mm-hmm. because when you're on the path that you're supposed to be on and god has set you there everything under the sun is going to try to stop you because that yes. to, because <laughs> whether you believe in satan or whatever that is is going to try mm-hmm. to keep you from what god has ordained you for. So when it's smooth sailing, I am literally like, what's wrong? I'm doing something right. But like Mm -hmm. all those haters and everybody that just all the, the hard, the pressure, the derailing, eventually, it's not always easy in the beginning, but eventually I was like, bring it because all that is, is just a, like just a, Double check my saying you are headed in the right direction because the more resistance I get, the more that means I should be pushing harder. And I really was like that was a huge fire to me to where I was like, yeah, okay, come come at me. Yeah, talk bad about me. Don't like me. That's fine. That's just gonna. You are just trying to keep me from my destiny, and Mm -hmm. I just powered through it. And and there was a lot of power, and also what I learned from my singing career. I think the reason it was so easy, not easy. I mean, it was a it was the hardest thing I've ever had to been through. The hardest thing I've ever been there in my whole entire life, besides my dad dying, was my divorce. But I think that I probably wouldn't have walked away as easily if I didn't already have doubt that maybe I wasn't good enough. Maybe I would never make because it, it had just taken so long. I was like in my early thirties, and I was like, "Who am I?" Fo-? You know, da da da.
0: And when I stepped
1: into CC Designs, I re- like I had this huge epiphany that. Whatever God has ordained you to do, there is nothing that can stop that. So on mm-hmm. paper, you might not look like you have all the accolades that everybody else has. You might not have all the money, all the backing, all the da-da-da. And if you let that, if you let that sway you, you are giving up on what like if God has ordained it for you it does not matter if you like just started singing yesterday if you just started <laughs> doing wedding planning yesterday and never taken a course you could be Mindy Weiss one day it yep. like if you look at what's in the natural and try to judge it from that, You will Mm -hmm. fail. But I think that was the biggest thing that I took away from giving up on my first dream was that there was doubt there. Like, God, I I mean, I was in Nashville. Lord, in Nashville, the janitors can sing as good as I can. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, the people that, like, everybody there. And so it was an eye opener that, like, I was a tiny drop in the ocean and a lot of self doubt started sitting in. And I regret, I don't have many regrets in my life, but I regret not just being like, nope. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter what I think you have or how you're equipped because if this is what he has set for me, th- mm-hmm. it will happen, and I just need to keep on keeping on but I didn't realize oh that gosh. until I stepped into doing CC designs and then then there was just no stopping me.
0: oh my gosh, I love that CC you guys I hope that you're just kind of feeling that fire that's coming right out of CC right now and and to also know that exactly what CC said like you can you can have never planned a wedding before and be Mandy Weiss one day. Every single person that you look up to, that you see, that you see on a stage that you hear speaking or on a podcast started at nothing. Mm-hmm. They started from nothing. And and you have to just have the fire and the grit, the determination. So uh, oh, I love this. All right. So, Cece, I want you to tell us this is I'm so excited about this because I've heard you talk about some of these things, <laughs> but the top five mistakes that creatives make and how that you can avoid them. And I'm guessing that you came up with these because. Of mistakes that you maybe have made, no, right, or that okay, you,
1: Brandy, I've <laughs> never made any mistake ever in my whole entire life.
0: Oh, <laughs> I love these so much. I think that they're so fun. So, this first one that I'm looking at that you teach on is not getting educated in your craft. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So yeah, I came up with these because I just kept seeing
1: people being already, you know, the goal is always to try to get to somebody before they start their business. That just doesn't Mm -hmm. happen. You and I are both educators. They they don't know that they need us till they've already made a ton of mistakes. I was Mm -hmm. the same way. You know, my tagline is I made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Like, let me teach you how to avoid them. And so one of the biggest things I see is like what you said, somebody who's like, all right, I've done this baby shower for my sister-in-law, so now I'm going to be a wedding planner. Or (laughs) I grew a garden in my backyard and somebody had a bridal tea and couldn't afford a floral designer and I put some flowers in a teacup, so now I'm going to do weddings and I'm a floral designer. Or I know how to use a pen, so I'm going to be a calligrapher or, you know, whatever it is. You know, so many people, that's how their business starts. I ain't hating on you and I ain't mad at you. I jumped into (laughs) it. Without even knowing how to run a business, I ain't mad at mm-hmm. you. But just because you've started does not, not mean that, you, that you've that you lost all, pot, like, that, okay, well, I've already started it, so I can't go backwards, which is actually getting educated in how I do this. Yep. Like, I see that yep. so many times of people being like, no, because now I've called myself a wedding planner. I can't go actually, no, that's just stupid. <laughs> yep, so, so true. Um, So I love to tell people, I don't care if you're seven years in, if you're seven minutes in. I don't care if you have never formally gone and got some kind of education, training, worked with somebody. I mean, I know junior colleges that teach, you know, event planning. and I mean, I don't care where you Mm -hmm. go and get it. Go and better yourself in your craft because you will always be. One step behind everybody else if you don't start with the right foundation and that's getting true education in some form of fashion in your craft,
0: yeah, and I mean I'm fourteen years in, and i still I still mm-hmm. hire coaches all the time to be able to say, "Can you just teach me this one thing like you don't I don't necessarily need somebody to come teach me how to be a wedding planner or right. teach me you know necessarily the entire back end of running my business That's what I do really well, but there's certain aspects of my business that I'll think. I, I could either figure this out over a year or more <laughs> and, and screw it up 10 times, or I could pay somebody that's teaching me exactly how to do it because they've already done it. They've already figured out how this wheel works. So to me, it's like, why would I not do that? That's such a shortcut. It's brilliant. Right. So no matter where you are in your business, I think paying for education, especially now that we have it so abundantly, I wish yes. we would have had God. this much education when I started. Me you me. know, I- I would have paid for it for sure. Oh yeah, me too. Oh, so good. Okay, the next one is not charging enough. I know you're passionate about this one too. You're <laughs> passionate about all 5 of these. So, but not charging enough. Tell us what your advice is on this one. Well, when I first came into the business
1: because even though I had floral design background, I didn't know how to run my own business and I hadn't it had been years since I had done weddings, you know, so I came in with this mentality of I'm just going to be super cheap so I can get weddings. I feel like everybody does that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that I, and I'll, I'll admit to it. I actively was cheap and undercut people, you know, and, and it was Mm -hmm. because I didn't see the end game. You know what I'm saying? Like I had no concept of where I am today. No, I didn't even know it existed. I just thought it was just, you just don't know what you don't know. And so I, I just really just kind of thought, Well, this is allowing me not to have to go do a nine to five job. And it feels like I'm making money, which I wasn't. And I mean, the biggest takeaway I give people is never make fun of those people that are charging more than you are because they've just figured out something you don't know yet. Yep. (laughs) Because I'd be like, oh, they have a $3,000 minimum and that's just stupid. I could do it (laughs) for way less. And it's just because I didn't know. And so that's really how I built my business. So that really put me in a very precarious situation of being branded the budget, you know, floral designer. Mm -hmm. And people would refer Mm -hmm. to me as that. And then I was like, no, no, no. And I realized I was never going anywhere because I was always underpricing and Um, Mm over-delivering. So that was the first big no-no I realized about not charging enough. The second one was when I did realize that there was a luxury market and that there was so much more than just a paycheck versus what I paid out in flowers. You know, God, floral designers have the worst, 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 like mindset when it comes to, oh, well, I only charge them $4,000 and it only cost me a, you know, a thousand dollars on flowers. So clearly I made three. No, you didn't boo. No, you didn't because you have not figured out all the other money that's going out of your, your, your yes. like that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother talk. But mm-hmm. so when I realized when I was getting into the luxury that I wanted to get into the luxury market, I was like, you know, I kept trying to like get these people to come use me. And they would like, I said, like, why don't these people use me? I can do the work I've shown that I can do the work. I mean, I've done these style shoots and all this stuff, and clearly these people are rich because they've been smart. I mean, like I felt the <laughs> they were smart with their money. They didn't just spend it willy nilly on things that they were like, you know, they see value in the fact that I can give them so much more at this price point. That's left. No, 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 no. I clearly mm-hmm. did not understand how the mindset changes when you hit high end and you hit luxury level clients. They won't that expensive price tag. They will never admit mm-hmm. that to you, but that's what they want. They, they second guess things that are too cheap, like something's wrong. Something's mm-hmm, wrong. Of like, course. It's going to be that cheap. That is why they yeah. buy Hermes bags, Louis Vuitton bags, um, <laughs> I mean, that's why they do that. It's, you know, because... It's a status, and what created that status was the price point. So, it, think of the things in our life that have value outside of family. You know, you pay more mm-hmm. for the nicest car, you pay more for designer clothes, you pay more for the nicest house. So, when people have the mindset that they want the best, or at least the high end of something, they're not looking. They're not. I mean, they they love the thought of maybe they could get a discount, but. They're going to be creeped out if it's too cheap. Like they're, they're going to be yes. like, something's wrong with you? And so for those two reasons alone, if you're not charging enough, you are you are you are sealing your fate as a budget, whatever you are. And you are <laughs> repelling every high end luxury upscale client you could possibly ever have because you're undercharging.
0: Yes. Which really goes with your third one, which is not understanding what it costs to run your business. And I heard you kind of touch on that yeah. when you think, oh, well, the flowers cost me a thousand dollars. So I made 3000. That's not accurate at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, can you touch on that a little bit? Like I, I I'm so passionate about this, like know your numbers, know your costs, know okay. your expenses. And you have a product you know which is i guess at least somewhat helpful i'm not sure if it if it's even worse but like planners i coach planners and they're like i have no overhead and i'm like let me list the ways you have overhead there's so much yes oh my gosh so can you touch on that point well yeah
1: i mean first and foremost even with like planners so many of us that are business owners it it takes eons before we realize to charge for our own time like Mm -hmm. as a business owner it's like you didn't start your own business to be the free labor and why we all think that you know what i'm saying well like oh but i i'm not you know i don't charge anything because i own the that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard so (laughs) you know so yes when people don't understand what their value what what they value their time at What what is what is your hourly rate? What what and people are like, but I don't charge hourly. I was like, I'm not asking you if you charge hourly, (laughs) I'm asking you what is your time worth? Time away from your child, time away from your husband, time away from vacations, family, gatherings, weekends, ball games, whatever it is, what is that worth to you? Like, what are you Mm -hmm. trading that for? Because if you're trading it for free, oh, Heck, we got problems. So what is that value for you? So for me, it's somewhere between 450 and $500 an hour. That's what mm. I value my time at. Now, do I go and say, well, that's exactly how much I made off this wedding. No, I have other things in place to make sure I get pretty darn close. But you can like spot check that every once in a while, but I mean that's first and foremost which most people cannot tell me what they think that their time is worth. The second thing no. is is exactly what you said when you said, "What does it take to run your business?" and people are like, "Oh, I don't have any up oh, boot, yes, you do." You know what I hear all the time is people say. Well, you have a shop and I just work out of my basement, so that's why I can charge less. That yes. that, that will make that that <sighs> way of banking will get you to the poor house and back into a 9 to 5 job. And yep. I and I tell people all the time, you know what the difference is? You, you, do you want really to know what the only difference is between you running your's out of your basement and me having a store? Is yours is a mortgage and mine is rent. Literally, because we still both pay for Internet. Yours is just at your house. We still both pay for power. We still both pay for water because your water is elevated at your house. Your air conditioning Mm -hmm. is cut up because you keep in flowers cold. Like you like you still have to take your kid to daycare. You still have to drive your car somewhere. You still got to put gas in it. So you crazy, like crazy. Mm-hmm. If you think you don't have overhead and all of my students, well, I ask them the same thing, I'm so proud of you, Brandy, because that's one of the first <laughs> things I asked them and people hate it. Like if they're not prepared, yes. Oh my God. But I ask people all the time, like, what does it cost to run your business? And if, they're like, well, I mean, what do you mean? Okay, first of all, eh, word wrong, if you had asked me that. <laughs> but if I'm like, what does it take to run your business? I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's, an, eh, okay, it took you too long to figure it out. And even if they're mm-hmm. like, well, let me just add it up. Well, like $250 a month, eh, I mean, like, there's no way. Go yep. back, try again. Like, mm-hmm. I am very open with the fact it costs over $10,000 a month to run CC Designs. That For is not... Sure. That's not profit. That's just what it takes to run my business. All right? Yep. That's it. Like, so if you can't just on a dime spit out what it what go what has to go out of your business every single month to stay in business then you have no clue whether you're profiting. And I'm just going to go out on an extra limb and say you probably aren't. There's no way you can profit if you do not know what it takes to run your business.
0: No, there's no way that you can. And one of the things that I'm so passionate about, and I know that you talk about this a lot too, Cece, is You know, if part of that cost isn't your own salary that you're taking from your business, there will never be leftovers. So when people say like, oh, I pay myself the leftovers, and I'm like, what leftover? What leftover do you ever have in your business? I promise you, you don't. And even if that isn't, you know, if you're in your first, second year in business and you're like, well, I can't pay myself, you know, a full-time $60,000 a year salary. I get it. Like, I get it. You just need to get in the habit of paying yourself something. You need to put a line item into your budget so when somebody says to you, what is your monthly cost? It has to cover a salary for you. It has to. Yeah. otherwise, I what are you doing? It. Why did you leave?
1: right? I don't care, but just pay yourself something so that you can get into having And Brandy, don't even get me started. You've heard me talk about this. You know why so many people lost their business during the pandemic and COVID? Mm. Not because they weren't talented, not because weddings got pushed, but because they weren't running their finances right and they weren't paying themselves. So, so many people weren't paying themselves. So, when the EILD and the PPP happened and they applied for it, they didn't get it. They didn't get Mm -hmm. it because they couldn't show that they had ever paid themselves. So if you're just yep. running your business checking account, it's like your play money left over. Or I take it at the end. Or I, t- I mean, even the people that, and this is a whole different story. There were people that were like, well, I only pay myself a monthly salary of like $1,000. They didn't loan you the money based on what your owner's draw was. they loaned you the money based on What you were drawing is your salary monthly. So if you're either not running it right or not doing it at all. That's why so many businesses closed because they weren't running their back end right. So if if 2020 teaches us anything, it better be, I don't care if you're paying yourself, like I said, $10,000 a month. It's not $60,000 a year or bust. Just pay yourself something and give yourself a raise as your as your business grows, but just get in the pattern of doing it because yes, you're so right. That is part of your monthly cost of doing business.
0: Yes, it must be. And if you guys are listening to this, and you know, this happened in a clubhouse room the other day, where you know, a couple of us kind of went on this rant, like, "Don't do this, don't do this," and somebody came up so bravely and said, "You know, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm like doing all the things you're saying not to do, and I want to understand if you're listening to this, and you're like." Oh my gosh, like I'm doing all of these things wrong. Listen. So the reason that we know all of these things is cuz at some point in our business, we've done them the wrong way too. And so what we're trying to do really is to have you guys here like don't do this. Do not go years and years into your business. I was coaching somebody the other day, a wedding photographer, and she said she'd had her business for 10 years, she's never one time taken a payroll from her business. And I was like, Lord. "Wait back up. <laughs> <Wait> a minute. <laughs> I just was like, what, why do you keep running your business? And so what I want you guys to hear is that I, I just want you to think about this for a second. If you've never paid yourself from your business and you work in your business and you take time away from your kids and you take time away from your husband, your family, your spouse, whatever you do, mm-hmm. and you don't pay yourself, why on earth why you did there? you ever leave your nine to five job? Like, yep. I just, am not understanding that at least for that, you got compensated. Yeah, you know, to be so, more
1: angry, to be more tired, yes. to be more broke. I mean, to be away from your family more. And not only, and let's just be legit, Brandy. Not only yes. are you not making a salary, but more than likely you paid them to do their wedding. So you, yeah. yes. you, you took moments. And, and this when people come see me for two days, this is when people start crying. You, you, mm-hmm. you, you missed moments. You missed all kinds of things that you can never get back. For strangers, yep. for strangers yep. that you didn't oh, even gosh. make money for. You know, I almost yeah. missed Bella's first steps. I almost yeah. missed a lot of things because of like I would have. And if I would have missed those and still looked back and thought, man, I didn't even make any money and I missed that. You know what I'm saying? Like, just be mindful of what you're giving up. And and I love that Brandy just stopped me because I am so passionate about this. It does not come from a place of condemnation. It comes from a place of when you have knowledge that you know will help people and you just need them to get like, I just genuinely... (laughs) want people to be better and to yes. like be successful. And so I just get so heated and so emotional over it because somebody somewhere told them that they should be doing that or gave them bad mm-hmm. advice or was a shoddy educator or they watched a bad YouTube video or whatever. And I am just and, and and you just see so many people that think, well it's worked this long for me, but ha- but has it? No, you know? it
0: hasn't. And I, I thought the that's... same thing. I thought the yeah. same thing. Me too. And that's just kind of kind of why I wanted to stop on that for a second because you know, you have such a passionate personality. I do as well. And so it was just I, that's what I love about clubhouse. I will say is that it gave somebody the opportunity to come up and say, Oh my gosh, like I'm doing all this wrong, but I want to understand why it's wrong. You know? And so it was a great conversation. And I said to her, I was like, if this was a podcast, like you wouldn't have been able to do that. So I'm so excited. You're up here. I'm so excited. We can dig into your question. So anyway, lots of fun. So you guys do not feel like this is condemnation. This is like, wake up, do a gut check. Yep. And then if you want to DM either one of us after you listen to this podcast, feel free. Um, yeah, because that's so, what we teach, both you yeah. and I. We we yeah. That's why you
1: have this podcast, Brandy. It's not because you just like to hear the sound of your own voice, which if you're anything like <laughs> me, you might. But, I mean, it's not <laughs> the only reason. You know, we don't start this. We don't start the things no. that we do just because... We have an abundance of extra hours in the day. You know what I'm For saying? Sure we do this mm-hmm. because we care. We do this because mm-hmm. we want to see the change. We do this because we're older and wiser. And we're like, let <laughs> me teach you to not do. And you know, and funny fact, like real funny fact, prior to COVID, we we had just changed me to a salary only about five to six months prior to it. Before that, I was just based, um, I took a percentage of every wedding, which I probably Uh still could have traced that, but it would have been a heck of a lot harder. So I myself just moved into like, I take a regular salary every single month and I thank Jesus every single day. So I mean, it wasn't even like something that like I'd been doing for years. You know what I'm saying? But I learned from it and I'm like, okay, we're not doing that again.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh my gosh. That was such a blessing. Okay. So number four, these are your five mistakes for creatives that creatives make and how to avoid them. So number four on your list, Cece, is that you're not vetting people. Yeah. So what does that mean? Clients, right? Right. Not vetting clients? Right.
1: I mean, because, I mean, what's the number one? You're an educator too. So, I mean, what Mm -hmm. is the number one question you get all the time and that I get all the time? It's, but I'm not getting the clients I want. You know, (laughs) why does, why can't, you know, why are only the people that are booking me, the people that don't have money just, I mean, do you not hear that like every other day? All the time. All All the the time. time. How do
0: I get the right clients? How do I get clients
1: to DM me? Uh Uh-huh. It's because what you're putting out in the world and this hard for people to hear sometimes, but I did it. But what you're putting out in the world says, hello, I'm cheap. I will do budget. things (laughs) for you. And so therefore all the people that they're like, Oh, that's who I need. So they're attracted to you and people all the time will go toe to toe with me on that. Like, no, Cece, I'm not. Well, clearly you are. You just like, I don't know where it is, but you're doing something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, like, bugs are drawn to the bug zapper not just for no reason but it's because it's a (laughs) light and it's like come this way so I mean there's laws (laughs) of attraction for a reason so there's something you are doing okay that is saying I am your person to the cheap people that don't want to spend any money so you got to stop doing that and that is the first form of vetting and so I mean people you know I I I teach this all the time. I have crafted this. This is probably like the best thing I love to teach because it's my own, not that I created vetting, but I created my You're... vetting process. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I've seen the power of how it works. And it just it literally is a combination of repelling and attracting at the same time by using your social media, your website your drop-down form, educational emails, phone calls, and in-person meetings. Mm -hmm. So all of those are steps in the vetting process. And so now nobody ever calls me and wants baby's breath and burlap and mason jars. You know why? Because (laughs) I have found all the subliminal ways in the world to let you know that ain't my jam. Okay? Yep. Nobody calls me and wants a full production wedding for $2,000 now. I mean, sometimes I just have fangirls that are like, I know your minimum is 4500 but I just love you. Would you just do it for life? Like, I do get those sometimes. But the majority sure. of the time, people, like, are already, if, if they're only basing on money, I've repelled them. That's yep. what you should want, okay? You mm-hmm. should want to repel them. You don't want them to love you, okay? And then that leaves all this extra room for the ones that do love you to come your way, fill out your forms, and be your person. And that's literally what vetting looks like. And I tell people all the time, by the time my client sits at my table for me to deliver her design presentation, all right, so they haven't even booked yet. But by the time they sit at my table for me to deliver their design presentation, they are mine to lose. Every step oh, I put sure. them through has said, oh, nope, that I don't care about that. I'm, I'm ready. I want you. Oh, that doesn't bother me. I want you. Nope. I want you. And so by <laughs> the time they're at my table, they are ready to hand me money. All I have to do is seal the deal. And they are my ideal client.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so good. And when you were talking about social media, especially like attracting and repelling ideal clients, I also think one of the things that I see a lot is you just confuse the heck out of people yes. on your social media. It's like, I do 11 things and I want to tell you about every single one of them. And you're yeah. like, what do you want people to actually think you do when they come yeah. to your Instagram or even to your website? It's like yeah. you're just confusing people. So I mean, if you try really to appeal know, to
1: everybody, you will attract yes. nobody. That is one of my favorite things to say because you just, like you said, you just people, and they're like, "I, I don't yeah. even know. I don't. I can't even with that."
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that and that totally. That's one of my biggest frustrations. But it absolutely flows into your last one, which is not investing in good branding because it's so important for your brand to tell a story, right? Mm-hmm. And to attract and repel. So I know I know you actually have a, a story about how you might have done this not the right way. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, like when I first started, well, first of all, when I first started, I thought branding was just a logo. There's anything... <laughs> that I can teach you. It is not that. One of my favorite things to say is branding is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So it is all encompassing. It's everything. It's your motto, the way you make people feel. It is your ethics. It is your deliverable. I mean, like it's everything, but I just thought it was a logo. So when I decided to brand CC Designs, I went to Vistaprint and mm-hmm. I just want something up because I was like, I'm a creative. I can do this. And yeah. um, I got my free template of Vista cards. It said, I got my cards free from Vista card on the back. <laughs> and then I had like these big, like, like uh, bigger cards printed up that had pictures on them. And I created my purple. That's a funny thing. People don't know. Purple logo that said CC designs and like serif, you know, like just the gen- generic, you know, <laughs> everyday font uh-huh. and the only pictures I had was this one picture I had done. It was like the first like real bridal show slash event I had done. And it was out at this barn and it was these I mean it had everything I stand against. It had a duck in it. <laughs> it was on a, a a barrel. It had like a burlap sash around it. And that was like the cover. But I mean what's funny is it really did teach me some fun lessons because yeah. when I would go after a wedding show and call the ten thousand brides And follow up with them. (laughs) They would always be like, oh, are you the one with the duck on your card? I was like, yep, that was me. I realized the power of a shtick, you know, like might not have been the shtick I wanted, but I, I realized the power of that, you know, and I thought I was kicking it and getting it. I was like, oh, fancy. And I remember a friend of mine that was a makeup artist and I was like, oh my God, your cards are just beautiful and all this stuff. And she's like, girl, you know, I have my branding done and, da, 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 da. and I was like, what is that? You know, and then she <laughs> kind of explained it to me and I was like, oh, who did that? And she sent me to her person and she was like, but it's not, kind of, I mean, it ain't cheap. I was like, well, how much did that cost? She was like, I mean, that was like 13. Hundred dollars I was like, Oh oh my God, like we don't even make like $400 yet. I mean, like I just (laughs) panicking. This was like a year in maybe. And, um, but I reached out to a girl that she had referred me to and she was like top notch. And I just remember, I mean, yet again, it was just a God thing because she was like, well, for me to brand you, it's going to be a thousand dollars. And I was like, okay. So, I don't have a thousand (laughs) dollars. She was Mm like, okay, so we could do this, this, and this for 800. And I was like, so what can I get for five? She was (laughs) like, okay, this is what you get. I basically can do your look, like create you a logo and give you like a style guide and some, uh, your cards, like, and that's Mm -hmm. all. Let me tell you, she made all the monies off me because after that, I've, I've, if it, if I could have a logo put on it, I've put it on it. She's redesigned it created banners, signs, car clings, everything. Yes. So, so it, she's, she definitely got her best back, but I remember going to my mom and Greg cause they were the ones that helped me run the business. And I was like, we need, we need to do this. And they were like, no, 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 no. We, we need <laughs> to get more weddings. And I was like, no, no, no. I firmly believe that this is why I have trashy weddings. This is why I have trashy, this thing called branding. I am doing and I am sucking at it. So we need to make it better. And we just went round and round and they were not on board. And I kind of just was like, I'm just going to do it anyways. And so I just reached out to her and I was like, all right, let's do it. And she came in and she read me, like I say, like a bad gypsy palm. I mean I'm just saying like she read me from top to bottom and said I remember her saying like I just want it to be iconic and no you don't nothing against the swirly logos but she was like no we're not doing hand lettering we're not doing soft what like you want to blend in with everybody or do you want to be iconic? I was like well yeah. out of those two choices I want to be iconic. Yeah. And you know, we custom created my double C's and was very specific on the font. Now we'll tell you the one part of the story that's really amazing is that she did say, and she, she just didn't know. She just wasn't ready. She didn't fully understand who I was, (laughs) but she was like, you want hot pink. And I was like, I want hot pink. She was like, Well, if you ever, you know, in the wedding industry, that's not really like a color, you know, I mean, Uh we pulled it back and we did more like a coral pink and pot pink doesn't scream luxury. And, you know, and I was like, but that's, that's like, but that's my color. And, you know, she really just talked to me and and, I mean, and she was right. I mean, she was right. It, It did not fit with the wedding industry, but you also have to realize sometimes that if you're going to be a mover and a shaker, like just because it hasn't been done before does not mean it can't be done. And so yes. it wasn't until literally last year. So I probably had that color, like that true Pantone color for maybe a year and a half to two years. And then I just started oh. altering it myself. Like, so like every time something no. got printed, it got printed in a hot pink. And <laughs> I probably about a year and a half ago, she was like, girl, we just need to chick like you ain't been using that color I picked you since like 1999. You owned <laughs> that hot pink. Everybody knows you as hot pink. Like, we just need to make it official and just change your Pantone color to what I call CC pink. I was like, let's do it. She was I like, because you've been using it. Like, you, pr- if there was everything you did, you did, you proved me wrong that there was room in the wedding industry for the most over-the-top fuchsia hot pink all day long. And it wasn't going to keep you from luxury or anything else. <laughs> And she was like, so, so it was so funny because it was like this momentous day that we actually on the records changed my Pantone color to, I think it's 201 if I remember correctly, <laughs> but um, to like this uh, official hot pink because she was oh just like, gosh. you owned it and and it's part of your brand. It's who you are. So never go back. But uh, I mean, it told, well, And me, that's how people know you. Yeah. I mean, and it changed yeah. my business. Once I had branding in place, once I- f- and I don't know if it was so much the branding or the way the branding made me feel, you know? I just felt yes. like I am here. I am I'm in the ball game. I like I just felt different. Mm-hmm. And when that changed, everything changed. And all of a sudden yeah. I was like, okay, we ain't playing anymore. And this is
0: for real. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I love that story so much. I've heard you tell that story. And I think what I love about it the most is that branding is. Key. It's so key to attracting and, and repelling yeah. the correct clients. But what I also love about it is that you got in it first. Like you got okay. in, you didn't wait until you had the perfect website okay. and the perfect business cards. And the per- like, guys, this is the part I don't want you to miss is you gotta get in the game first. Mm -hmm. You just got to get in there and figure out what don't I want? What do I want? What do I love? What do I not love? And then as you figure that out, then it's like, okay, now let's take this up to the next level, whatever that is for you with branding, because now you know who you are. But I think what I see a lot in the wedding industry is you haven't even made your first sale yet. And you've had three revisions on your website and you're still (laughs) trying to figure out what your business cards are going to look like. And I'm like, What the hell are you doing? Like you gotta sell. So. I love the way that you did it, which is like, hey, I'm just going to get in and start selling. And then once you know who you are, which you need to figure that out pretty quickly, mm-hmm. then then you invest in somebody to really take you up into that level and say like, this is the brand that's going to match who you are. So yeah. I love that so much. And I love to tell people,
1: you know, everybody that comes and sees, I do two days to where people will come in and they'll spend two days with me. We'll do business mm-hmm. and we'll do design. I do mentoring, coaching, you know, I do all things. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm with somebody who's just really kind of starting out and they've and they've gotten really smart about doing this at the beginning of the career, I tell everybody, You got a year, okay? Yep. And they're like, yep. Well, why just a year? I'm like, Because you'll be seven years in and be like, Well, I'm not doing better <laughs> Or you'll be two months in and think you have to own the world, okay? Yes. No. Take a year, a year to have all the wrong weddings, to figure out all the (laughs) clients you don't want, to figure out what you do want your brand to look like, where you do want to go so that you're not just running at a thousand different ways, you know, just like take a year and give yourself that forgiveness. That's your college degree. That is your master's. Okay. That first year. So don't invest in anything too strong, too heavily, like have stuff, like have the things you need, but like, that's not the time to invest in a $15,000 website. Okay. That's the time to invest in maybe a WITS one for a couple of dollars just to get you going. You know what I'm saying? But the more you get into it the more you learn, and if you, if you, I mean, you don't have to do it for a year, but I tell people take that year and make mm-hmm. all the mistakes, do all the things, try out all the shoes, you know, all yep. the outfits, see what fits. And then that's it. That's it. You're done. Like now it's time to invest in, a, in an amazing website. Maybe not even 10,000. But I'm just saying invest in right. the branding, invest in the website, invest in all the things because now you have a much better perspective of what it needs to look like or you're going to just be constantly changing it. Just like you said, like you've done three revisions to your website. And <laughs> you hadn't even sold anything yet. Like let it go. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. You guys, I I hope that you're hearing this and you're like, okay, that gives me what I need to just go get started because I tell people that all the time, just freaking start, just sell something to someone. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is so good, Cece. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell everybody where they can find you all the places? You can find me on
1: Clubhouse, of course, at CC Designs. You can find me on Instagram at CC Designs. I love to send people there because I go play around my link tree. That's definitely Mm -hmm. something I learned from Brandy to where you can get my (laughs) downloadables. You can get my show notes from Live with CC that's on every single Monday. You can get more information about me and Brandy and Terrica. We do ISO for Wedding Pros every Tuesday. Of course, you can always come and find me on Facebook. I feel like I'm about one second away from capping out on friends on my personal page. But I do (laughs) have a um, free education group over there that's called Live with CC on Facebook. And then my monthly Mm -hmm. membership group is called CC School. And we open that up usually one to two times a year. And so um, you just definitely want to
0: Pinterest all the things. I'm there. I love it. Oh my gosh, this was so awesome. Cece, thank you for giving us so many golden nuggets for our listeners to really implement into their business. And I always love chatting with you. So thanks for being here today.
1: Oh, well, I love you. And I'm so glad we've become do besties. And thank you so much for having me, Miss Brandy. You're definitely a rock star in the industry. And I am so glad to be here. So thanks for having me.
0: Love you, girl. Love you. Okay, so I'm dying to know which one of these five mistakes most resonated with you. For me, it was not truly understanding what it costs to run your business. I was in business for probably seven or eight years before I really cracked the code on this. And I'm so passionate about teaching other wedding professionals how to understand the cost of their business. So I loved that this came up in CeCe's top five mistakes that creatives make because we're creatives, we're not business people. And so often we just run our business in a way that kind of is like, this is fun, it makes me happy, but then you start to realize you're not actually making money. And so I'm super, super passionate about that. I loved this episode so much. So I'd love to know from you guys, which one of these tips resonated the most with you and which one are you gonna implement into your business or learn more about? So right now, grab your phone, take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your story and let me know which one of these resonated the most with you. And make sure you tag me, I'm at Brandy Gar on Instagram and make sure you tag CC2 so she'll know It's so much fun to hear from you guys and hear what resonated and what's making an impact on our listeners. So I never take this time for granted. Thank you guys so much for being here. We will see you next time. Thanks, guys.